Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages. Alrighty. I was um, spending time this week and um, I was in Psalm 8 and I was in verse 3 and David's writing and he says, When I view and consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained and established, none of it's there by accident, what is man, he asks, that you are mindful of him, and the son of man, that you care for him. I just stopped at that well-known verse, and I, I just had a sealer moment on what is man that you are mindful of us. Now, we were in the Cape, so I started to read this verse like this. When I view and consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the seagulls floating in the drift the smell of salt in the air, the daisies, the waves, the, as I just, I'm sitting there and I'm just going, God, I'm, I'm looking at the works of your hands, at the works of your fingers. And then, what is man? Who are we? That God is mindful of us. And I just realized God is so mindful of us. But there is a response, and that response is to be mindful of Him in every area, in every aspect of our lives. Every, every person He has created, God has created with purpose, with intent. When I look at my wife, I'm like, there's God in that. There we go. Huh? Thanks, Miller. <laughs> Man, I see God. I hope she sees God. <laughs> When we're not mindful of God, we stop seeing His creation as His. And we stop seeing God in things. And so I was just awakened to a response to, to seeing God in every area of our lives. To, to seeing His nature in every area of our lives. And, and so then Isaiah, in Isaiah 66, God responds and He says, Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me? How will you host my presence? How will you be mindful of me? How will you demonstrate your love and affection for me? God's asking us this morning, how are you going to demonstrate your love and your affection for me? What kind of house will you build and what kind can be my resting place? For all of these things my hand has made, and so all these things have come into being, says the Lord. But this is the man whom I will look and have regard, he who is of a humble and of a broken or a wounded spirit, but specifically he who trembles at my word. He who physically responds to the coming of my voice. He who is in awe 
of my presence. That is the man to whom I will look. David says, who is man that you are mindful? And God's saying, I'm mindful of the man who trembles at the sound of my voice. Isn't it amazing how God answers David's question later in, in Isaiah, in, in prophetic word? I'm not going to be long today because I want us to lift up a sound of praise. <laughs> I want us to lift up a sound of praise in response to God's goodness. And it's not just about worshiping here on a Sunday. It's, it's about a, 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 a constant response to God's presence, a constant trembling, a constant vibration, a constant motion because of God's goodness, a constant response to His presence. It says when, the Bible says when Jesus entered the city, the city became agitated. It says when Jesus entered into Jerusalem, it says the whole of Jerusalem became agitated. It's like if you could sit up on a mountain and look down into Jerusalem, you would, you would see a, mm, there's a, there's a, there's a vibration, there's a buzz, there is a trembling in town. Why? Because God in His nature is walking into town. He's walking into the middle of the city. He's, and, and no one could deny that He was there. In fact, when Jesus later reappears and He pretends to not know what's going on, He's like, hey, what's happening? His disciples says, where, or the people He met said, where have you been? Have you not noticed what has been going on? And we've been speaking about obeying the Holy Spirit and obeying His presence, but there is a, a bursting that's going to take place where people in the neighborhoods are going to say, hey, haven't you seen what's been taking place? Have you not noticed that Jesus is here? Have you not? And I'm not speaking philosoph I'm, I'm. I really know God is wanting to do something. And it's time that we start expecting the real and physical and tangent presence of God in our lives and responding with a worthy response, a worthiness, a, a, a physical response to God's goodness. God is not philosophical. He is real. And He's here with us. I can't read this without laughing because of of uh, <laughs> Isaiah 66 verse 6 says, Hark, <laughs> there, there is an uproar from the city, a voice from the temple, a voice of the Lord. I, I, we had a joke going about Hark. <laughs> but what Isaiah prophesied was Jesus coming into the city of Jerusalem. And so he came into the city of Jerusalem, and there was this agitation. And then Jesus went into the temple area. He went into the center of it all. The place that, was, that, was, that had a control over the spiritual nature of the people, a control over the spiritual environment of the city, 
And Jesus went straight into the center of it. And it says, there is an uproar in Isaiah 66, verse 6, coming from the temple in the middle of the city. Why was there an uproar? Because Jesus went straight into the temple after coming into the city, and he made whips, and he went in to drive out the sellers and the traders from the temple grounds. John 2 says he drove out the cattle and he drove out the sheep. And they knocked over the tables. <laughs> and the money changers' money went all over the show. And Jesus went in and drove them out and there is an uproar. But if you read in Matthew 21, not even that irritated or annoyed the Pharisees. There was something else that annoyed and agitated and irritated the Pharisees and the religious leaders of the day. It wasn't that he drove out the sellers and the traders. It was that afterwards, it says in Matthew 21 verse 15, it says, but when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did. Say wonderful things. <laughs> You see, for some reason, when God does wonderful and real things, people get agitated. People get afraid of the real presence of God. And then it says and he, that, that he did. And the boys and the girls and the youths and the maidens crying out on the porches and the courts of the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David. What agitated them was the sound of worship going up in the temple. The sound of praise going up. Praise to Jesus, the son of David. There was a recognition that God is here. And there was a sound of praise. And that agitated the leaders and the scribes. Jesus said to them, the scripture says, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of robbers. And the blind and the lame came to him on the porches and the court, courts of the temple, and he cured them. There is something that takes place when we lift up a sound of worship. It brings in those who want to worship, but can't. That's why the blind and the lame came, because they want to worship, but they couldn't. Come on, guys. <laughs> we, many of us in this room, are able to worship. We're able to praise Him. We're able to lift up a sound of joy, of celebration. And when that sound goes up, the people come in because they're looking for freedom. They're looking for joy. They're looking for they, they just want to respond and worship. It's not about what we get in return. It's about our sound of praise. It's about our sound of joy. My mom spoke last week on putting on the armor. And I said to her as she was telling me about it that I like to preload myself. 
I like to prepaid, pay prepaid. How many of you have prepaid electricity? Anyone in, in the room? Okay. So what happens is we've got to start expecting His coming. We've got to start expecting His presence. And so we preload ourselves <laughs> with expectation. We preload ourselves with joy. We preload ourselves. We put on garments of praise. Okay? That's what we do. So we, we're expecting Him to come. And Psalms 149 verse 6 says, Let the high praises of God be in their throats. And Justin didn't know I was going to share this. And the two-edged sword in their hands. Okay. Let the sound, let the high praises of God be where? In your throat. <laughs> okay. That means your throat ain't got space for nothing else. What are you preloading yourself with? Praise. Hello. <laughs> let the, let's say it again, high praises, high praises of God be in your? Come on. Have you seen a bullfrog? <laughs> Come on, before he, I'm not even going to imitate it. I'm just going to, before, before. <gasps> Come on, he expands. God gave him a, a huge throat. Turn to your person next to you say, I've got a double throat for a reason. <laughs> I've been trying to get rid of this baby. <laughs> but God gave it for a reason. If it's floppy, it's not being used enough. <laughs> okay, there, there's a... There's a, there's a where, where is God's high praises sitting? Can you see it? And, and a double-edged sword. And a two-edged sword in their hands. Why? To wreak vengeance upon the nations and chastisement upon the people. Someone say, that is the gospel. <laughs> God spoke to us in 2017 He said This church has to lift up the sound of praise And as you lift up the sound of praise The sound of your praise Carries my voice Through the nation so, and, and the start of Psalm 68 says, now God will arise. If you don't praise, God doesn't arise. Hello? <laughs> if you don't praise, God doesn't arise. It's through our praising that God arises. He's... he's 
when, when the sound of worship goes, he, he gets up off of his throne. Now, some of you are going, come on, man. I, I thought God just does his thing and goes around and works here and works there. But, but God needs a partner. He, he, he's, you know, Bill Johnson says, God doesn't work for me. I work for God. It's so important. So important to understand. God doesn't work for you. You work for God. And the starting place of your work, of your response, is the sound of praise. Come on. His, his voice is carried on the sound of His people. And so we've got to start taking up that voice. And, and it's, it's about lifting up a sound of praise. It's, it's, it's saying, God, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to sing a loud song I'm going to just let praise erupt out of my heart, out of my body, out of my mind. I'm just going to quack. <laughs> because God has preloaded you with the ability to praise Him. But too many of us are waiting for things to happen before we praise. And God's saying, no, the things are going to happen when you praise. The things are going to happen as you praise. You see, that was the way God set it up. When they took Jericho, who did He send in front? The singers and the worshippers. It doesn't make logical sense. But to the believer, it makes sense. Because we get to respond to God's glory. What were they singing? Not Humpty Dumpty climbed on the wall, whatever, and the wall fell down. And No, no, they, they were singing worship and praise to God. Our God is great. Our God is awesome. Our God is incredible. My mom's funny. Talking about praise, my mom said, I don't want to be a plastic Barbie. <laughs> Talking about happiness. And praise. I don't want to be a plastic Barbie. I don't want to pretend to be happy when things aren't lacquer. This is a while ago. That's why. That's, uh, <laughs> and that's the truth. We don't come and pretend to praise. We come and praise. We don't come and pretend to be happy. We come with joy because we know who God is. We know who He is, and so we respond with praise. Come on, I'm speaking to the musos. I can see KG's like, amen, brother. <laughs> but we've got to lift up a sound of praise. I'm going to do it again. Can I just see in the room, if you're visiting for the first time, then you get to experience, but... But there it is. Can I see how many people in the room are singers? Can you put up your hand? Okay, you see, these people know what I'm talking about. The new people aren't putting up their hands. All right, so let me help you. I didn't ask how many of you are good singers. Okay, I asked how many of you are singers. Can I see? Put up your hand. Here we go. Now we've got everyone in the room participating. And guess what? God says, lift up your hands. Okay, so everyone lift it up. Your hands in praise. Mm -hmm. 
God is going to use praise in your life to break open territory that has never been broken open before. What he did through around Jericho has been repeated over and over and over again. As soon as the sound of praise is lifted up, there is victory and there is peace over the land. But as soon as we take our eyes off of praise, we focus on the enemy, what happens? It goes quiet. And what we allow is the sound of confusion to come in. The sound of many voices. You see, the sound of praise is the sound of one voice. The sound of praise is the collective sound of one voice. And so we lift up a sound of praise. Come on, God designed us to lift up that sound. This is my favorite verse in the Bible. I'm just going to read it. For Psalm 150, it says, Praise the Lord. Praise Him in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the heavens with power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to the abundance of His goodness. Anyone believe that God is abundantly good? Praise Him with the trumpet. Praise Him with the loop. Lute and the harp. A loop is a lute and a harp combined. Okay. Praise Him with a tambourine. Dance. Praise Him with stringed and wind instruments. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. Lovey. Praise Him with loud clashing cymbals. <laughs> when we do band practice and I just start touching, Bernadine's like, shh. <laughs> we need to think on stage. Come on, God's saying praise Him with a loud sound. Now we have to have constructive band practice. I, I, I'm, I'm with it. Come on, my DNA, who I'm made, I'm made to make sound through symbols, through rhythm, through. Come on, we, we, we're going to make the sound louder in the room. I saw a church where they have a little fishbowl at the door with earplugs. <laughs> this church is going to make a noise and we don't care. <laughs> There's some orange plugs at the back. <laughs> Why? Because we're made to praise. I can't elaborate on that anymore. We're called to make a sound. Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews 4. I hear some kids and, and just reminded of what it sounds like to have a house full of laughter. God says, may we be like children. May we, may we come and, and lift up just the sound. Hebrews 4, verse 12. For the word, this is, Justin quoted it as well. Justin is stealing all my thunder. It's all right. For the word that God speaks, it, it, it is in my notes. <laughs> yeah, I did type it in my notes. I have proof. I'm not just reading it. For the word that God speaks is alive, 
just stop there. The word that God speaks is what? It's alive. It's, it's moving. It's full of energy. It's full of action. And full of power. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Penetrating to the dividing line of breath, of life, and spirit and of the joints and the marrow of your deepest parts of our nature exposing and sifting you see that's why the religious leaders had a reaction to Jesus and the sound of worship because worship and the sound of praise exposes the true heart See, so when we come into worship and we don't feel like worshiping, it's because we feel like we're being exposed. Because people having a good time expose my grumpiness. <laughs> people having a good time expose my, my agitation and my irritation. And I'm not going to let go of this irritation while these people praise God. I'm going to stand and hold on to my darkness. Can I say that? But there's the word. Come on. It's alive. It's full of power. It does expose. It does reveal. And so we, we mustn't come and hide from it. We've got to dive into it. Anyone swimming yet? Anyone ready to dive into a pool? Even this afternoon? Come on. We made it hot in the building so that you're more or less to dive into a pool after the service. <laughs> but, but we've got to be wanting to dive into God's presence. Allow him to, to reveal. Exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging every thought. And verse 13 says, not a creature exists. Come on, Psalms 150, the last verse says, every, may they, may, um, no, I'm not going to read it. It says, may every breath praise the Lord. May every creature, everything that breathes, praise, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Yeah, in, in verse 13, not a creature exists that is, not, that, is, that is concealed from his sight, but all things are open and exposed and naked and defenseless to the eyes of him. Who is God that he is so mindful of us? Inasmuch then as we have a great high priest. So just see what's happened. They were the high priests. And they were agitated. Come on, there's a song flying in the wind there. All right. <laughs> they, they were high priests. And they tried to shut it down. And Jesus became the high priest. Why? So that he could release the sound of praise. The Hosanna to the prince the son of David, the, the Hosanna, the sound of glory. Inasmuch as we have a high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession, what we sing, what we say, what we preach. And then it says this, and it says, For we don't have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weaknesses and infirmities and liabilities to the assaults of temptation, but one who has been tempted in every respect as we are, yet without sinning. So Jesus knows what 
you are going through. He's not calling you to praise and does, and does not sympathize with you. But He invites you into praise and you get to taste and see that God is good and you get to taste and feel His kingdom. And then Bernadine was sharing, let us be confident. And the next verse says, let us boldly and fearlessly and confidently draw near to His throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in a good time for every need. But the only way we draw near boldly is through the sound of praise. God's not waiting for us to knock timidly at the door. He's saying, let out a sound in boldness, in confidence, without fear. Just ministering at a wedding yesterday and so aware of God's presence in the ceremony and so aware of God's love for the couple and for the people. It's <laughs> As I was saying, you can't keep it in. <laughs> he was there, actually. He, he was <laughs> That's actually what he was saying. I was there. <laughs> so aware of God's love in the room at the wedding. And so aware of God bringing healing through an experience of His love. So aware that God chases fear. Bible says in, you know, perfect love casts out all fear and all feelings of terror. And that's what God wants us to do as we praise Him, as we worship Him, is step out of fear and step into the sound of praise. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to invite everyone onto the carpet. We're going to teach you a dance move. And we, no, did we, did everyone, did you feel that feeling of fear that came up straight away? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we, we, <laughs> we're going to lift up a sound of praise. And it's just a prophetic act. It's just, it's just disconnecting from things disconnecting from stuff and saying, I'm just here to praise Him. I'm, I'm just here to lift up a sound. And may that be our nature. May that be, wow, God's here in the room and I, I respond. I like to cry in God's presence. That's, that's, sometimes that's how I respond. I'll feel God's presence and I'll just, just, just start to weep in His presence. My body physically responds to the feeling that God is here in worship and in praise. And so really what we're trusting for is for us as a church to become a church that lifts up the sound of praise, that lifts up the standard when it comes to praise, realizing that we go with praise. We don't go into a fight unless we've first gone into praise. Don't go into battle unless you've first gone into praise. Come on, God has got certain victories for us, but He needs us to first go into praise because it's God 
who wins the battle. It's God who brings the victory. Is that good? Are we ready to praise Him? Let's stand. Let's stand. (laughs) Father, we thank You for Your presence. We thank You that You are in this room. And we have come to worship You. We've come together. And Father, I ask that You will stir a desire in our hearts to praise You day and night. That You would wake us up in our sleep with a song. (laughs) That You would just wake us up with a sense that You're in the room and You're with us. And Your Word says, Awake, O sleeper, stand up, arise, as God's presence comes. And so we respond to Your presence this morning. And we want to lift up a sound. We want to set a precedent. And Father, Your Word says that as we worship You, Your voice will go out through the nations. The sound of the trumpet is not a once-off event. It's the sound of praise being lifted up in every nation. And so, Father, we declare that the sound of praise will be lifted up in this nation, in our homes, in this community. But, Father, that we will see the effects of your word going out through the airwaves, through, through the clouds, through the air. Just imagine his voice going out as we lift up a sound of praise. He goes ahead of us. And so we worship you and we praise you this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages.